for those people out there who just don't know what's going on right now, we're trying to unify and bring together many different platforms and alternative media podcast platforms out there where, you know, we're all out doing our own individual thing. And the only way we're going to get anywhere to accomplish anything and any goal is to come and increase in numbers and networking and size and work together as one. Together we stand, divided we fall. We all know that old saying. And right now we're so divided flying towards the honey like bees all going, you know, and then we, when we scat, when the honey's gone, we all scatter around and we're going all over the place. We are like butterflies. So we have to come together and start working together and using our voices as one and unifying as one because the new world order, that's exactly what they're doing. They're coming together as a one world entity and government to crush our individuality and our individual freedoms. So, uh, my show was called Understanding the Times in which we live today, so we're going to be simulcasting and working together with the Republic and, of course, Gator for the People Radio. Hopefully many others will join in as time goes on. Justice Water, over to you, sir. Well, thank you, Joe. You know, it really is a privilege to be able to come on your podcast and your your show and and deliver some good news to the not just the American people but to the world. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the Republic and the difference between what we do in the Republic and what you see out there in everyday life. What's the difference? First of all, Congress, under the Constitution, makes laws. Judges don't do that. Courts don't do that. There's a big thing right now with the justices of the Supreme Court Somebody leaked a document on purpose to stir up trouble about the abortion thing, uh, Roe versus Wade. They're so afraid that they're going to overturn it. So we got all these riots and marches and stuff going on around the world, all brought on because, well, the justices in 1973 made what they consider a law. Judges do not make law. Those judges are not even elected. They're appointed by the president. So what judges make law in the country? None. It's all done by the House of Representatives and the Senate. One makes a law, they pass it over. If they vote for it and it's passed, they send it to the other house. If it's exactly the same and they pass it, it's a bill that goes to the president. The president then signs it. Now, my question ever since 1973 has been about the abortion thing. Where is the bill passed through Congress, signed by then-President Nixon, to make it a law? It wasn't. The justices said that they agreed with it, that a woman can do what they want. It's their body. Do you understand that the law to actually have an abortion isn't even in U.S. code? To stop an abortion, to burn an abortion clinic down, those kind of things are in U.S. code. But see, U.S. code is what we call the collar of law. The collar of law is fake law. It looks like law. It even sounds like law. But it's not because it's not adopted and then passed by the Congress. 
40% of everything we do today is passed by the Supreme Court and used as law, but never went through the proper channels through the Congress. The Republic, on the other hand, would ensure the fact that the Constitution is followed from the top to the bottom. There's only three branches, and the president is not in charge of all three branches. The president is only in charge of the executive branch. The president cannot go to Congress and tell Congress what to do. Now, the House of Representatives or the Senate cannot go to the president and tell them what to do. Now, the judges over there in the Supreme Court, well, they can't tell either one what to do. However, the judges, they're that branch that looks at what's going on between the executive and the Congress, the, the legislative branch, and it's the judicial that tells either one what they're doing is constitutional or not constitutional. Under the Constitution, the Supreme Court is never to hear a case on abortion. It's never to hear a case on murder or school or education. All of that belongs to the state. None of that is mentioned in the Bill of Rights. None of that is mentioned in either of, of, of the writing of the Constitution. And it says right there in the Constitution that whatever is not written here then belongs to the state. Well, all those issues belong to the state level, not the federal. And therefore, the Supreme Court, in all their findings from about 1905 on, are wrong. They're not law, even though they try to make it like it's law. In the Republic, the Congress will pass a bill. It will be sent then to the president. The president will sign it. And then it's up to the executive branch to enforce the law. And when people break the law, then they are brought before the state or the local judicial. Now, the states, they have their own constitution. It mirrors the national constitution, the one that we go by. But at the same time, the state constitution from the state, it's the people in the state. Now, don't misinterpret what I'm going to say, but in law, in republic law, this dates back to the early 1800s, the people of the state as a state, they are the sovereign people. As an individual, you are not sovereign. As a collective group of people living in the state boundary, then the whole state becomes sovereign. That's why in this country, it's called the United States. It's also called the Union of States. Because the states have come together, and what protects the states, or should I say, what is supposed to protect the states is the national or the federal government. 
They are not to make laws that supersede and overrun the Constitution. And when they do, it's then up to the states to correct that. But the federal government over the years has allowed that to go on for a good while, and now everybody just falls under the, the pretense, well, we're below the national government, so therefore we can't do anything. See, that's called the corporation, and that's what the national government is. It is a federal corporation. The states are a statewide corporation. Your county is a county corporation. Your city is incorporated, which means they are a corporation. And if you have a police department in your town, not the sheriff's department, but the police, a police department, you are incorporated. That means you are part of the system. The church you go to, the pastor is incorporated to the state. That's why when you get married, you get married under a corporate entity, the pastor, a 501c3. That means your marriage is a corporation. You are a child of the state. So when you produce children, then your children become corporations. Thus, your birth certificate and all the licenses that come in life. That all falls under the corporate government. Now, listen. This is why the republic is here. We're trying our level best to get you, the people, to become part of us, to grow this thing in this nation so we can go to the local sheriffs, we can go to the governors of the states, and we can say you either change back to the way it was with the republic before the corporation in 17, or excuse me, in 1871, or we are going to do something about it. We're going to remove you by the ballots, and we're going to bring back in the republic. Now, this is what we are doing right now. We're bringing people in. That is where we are at. That's why we come on these kind of shows. That's why we want to deliver the message, because it's not up to us to do anything. It's up to you, the people, to do something. Everybody across this country needs to do what we have already done, and that is become a part of us. And when you do that, this entity called the Republic grows. And when we get so many people in this country that they are fearing us, then we have won. But until that time comes, we go on shows like this, and we try to educate people who are willing to listen. And that is a major problem. We have people in this country who, as long as they got something in their bank account, and they got a six-pack and a bag of chips, and NASCAR or the NFL is on TV, hey, they're happy. They don't want to change anything. That's a distraction. Because what's going on behind the scenes today, and I mean today, you have no clue. Are they keep you interested in the school shootings in Texas or maybe uh, Chrysler or maybe some other big issues 
but they don't want you to know what they're doing behind the scenes. Now, you see, Biden let it slip yesterday. He made a mistake. He actually said why the gas prices are up there so high. He actually said in Europe, I think it was Rome, that the reason the prices are so high is because we are moving into the Green New Deal and we are experiencing these to get people to not want to buy gas. They want to go electric. That is where the government is right now. This is forced upon us, the people, to make us want the green energy, which will never work because just off the top of my head, there are 32,000 aircraft that use JP-5 fuel. 32,000 aircraft, that's airplanes, jets, commercial airlines, military aircraft. They all use JP-5 made from oil. I don't know how many millions of cars are on the road right now in America. That would be up over 60-some million. Talking about tractor trailers that use diesel and cars that use fuel. And yet, they all get their fuel from oil. So let me ask you, the American people, a simple question. If everything was to go electric, how are they going to get enough electricity in one night to recharge 70 million batteries in cars, all the aircraft, all the ships that the Navy has? How are we going to get all that electrical charge. Where's all that electricity coming from? Do you think the windmills out there, the big turbines are going to make that much power every day? Do you really believe that? Now, this all comes from AOC, who is the biggest advocate of Nancy Pelosi getting her to say, well, there's no more men, there's no more women. Uh, the woman is now considered a birthing person. There's no white, no female, no male. Well, why is that? It all comes from AOC. That's where it started. Well, guess what she did? She got engaged to her, now don't, don't say this too loud, she got engaged to her boyfriend just Sunday. So she's gone back on what she started in the country and is well, engaged to a male. I mean, this is the craziness that's going on in D.C. This is why the American people need the republic, because the republic will go back to the Constitution. We will go back to actual laws. We will take care of the American people. We will preserve the republic form of government in every single state, and the military will be a military and willing to do their job because we will pay them, we will take care of them, not like the corporation does. we got veterans in here. I'm one of them. 
who get half care. I don't even get dental, but Congress does. They just go down to Wolverine and they get what they want. You and I pay for it. But the guys that actually put the uniform on and go out on the battlefield and and uh, uh, fight for their corporation, they don't even get taken care of properly. That's not going to happen in the republic. You put on the uniform of the republics of this nation, governed by the republic, you're going to be well taken care of. You're not going to get a measly 1, 2, or 3%. Social Security people aren't going to be getting what they get. They're going to be getting a whole lot more. Why? Because we take care of the people that make this nation great. Not what they do, but what the republic does. What the founding fathers wanted to do. This is who we are. And we are asking you to come into this republic, be a part of us, and get this job done. Because time is of the essence. We really don't have much more time. If you think this country can last another two and a half years, you got another thing coming. Look what has happened in just the first year and a half. You saw where it was under Trump. You see where it is now. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out who's what and who's doing what. They are destroying this country, and we're all going to be speaking Chinese before long if we're not careful. We need to get this done. We need to get it done quickly. And that's all up to you, the American people. It's not what we want. We've already done the hard part. It's now up to you. Governor Dean, would you be so kind, sir, and explain to the American people how to get involved in the Republic and about the books? Thank you, Justice Waters. America, go to republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. First, first tab that'll pop up there will tell you about the Republic. You can read the executive summaries and many documents there that will help educate you and your family. Make it a family effort to understand that what has been done for you, we the people here in America, by the we the people. Uh, go there and uh, you can support your Republic. You can order Gene and David Hurtler's books. Volume 1 is Re-Inhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume 1, A Truthful History of America. And Volume 2 is Re-Inhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume 2, The Story of the Re-Inhabitation. Again, donated and written by Dave and Jean Hurtler. And you can order those books at Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. And let's not forget James Timothy Turner, an American president and political prisoner. And it's a legal brief, an appeal to the courts of heaven, a book that was written by Jean Hurtler. Let's pray for Tim Turner. He's our restoration president of this great American republic. He is still incarcerated. He is a political prisoner at this time. Pray for him. Support his family. You can also donate to James Timothy Turner at Republic for United States of America. It's so important that we all stand up this time and get educated, be educated, because the Bible says that the children are lost for lack of knowledge. You know, it's time to educate yourself and take control of this great American republic that our forefathers left for us to protect and enjoy. We are holding your seat and the title to America's republic. You just need to want it back. Take ownership of your part and spread the word 
in America, always remember that our founding fathers used the, the Holy Bible for a law form here in this great American republic, and they used that to write the Constitution of the great American republic and also the Bill of Rights. Stand tall, America. It's time. Educate your family and your friends and your neighbors. Go to a republic for United States of America.org. Well said, Roger. We're at the point in time where we need to wake up. Our way of life that we love so much and hold so dearly is all based around our Constitution. And it's either done lawfully or insurrection and everybody for itself. And I really don't want to see it get to that. I hope everybody joins together around one flag, one country, one republic with liberty and justice for all. I just want to make a statement. Scripture says that the whole world moaneth and groaneth for the return of the sons of God. If we can take that scripture so serious and dear to our hearts, emancipation's around the corner right from that. Well, fantastic. First off, I want to thank you, Joe. Everybody, the great Joe Gibson, understanding the times in which we live in today, how important that phrase alone is. And now, restoring the lawful republic. For the people Radio101.com, we're here as well, everybody. What a great way tonight to really kick it off, spreading the wings all around our country and around the world, worldwide, tonight, everyone. With our great leaders of our republic, standing tall, we all need to stand tall together, come together, and fight for what we believe. So I want to thank each and every one tonight. God bless you all. Listen, this is important what we're talking about. This isn't a joke. This isn't a game. This isn't entertainment. You know, this is very important, everything that's happening around us today and us getting involved. You know, we are, right now, even just the people here that are on this platform right now, everybody that has spoken, obviously you care about your republic, you care about your country, you care about your neighbors and friends, you care about the people. So, you know, we got to make everybody else kind of like wake up and say, hey, don't you care? Because if you don't care, you know what? I can take my supplies. I can hide out, and I'll, I'll just wait, and I'll defend myself to you know to the end. I'm not going to be taken hostage by this new world order. I just don't know how else to say it. We have to inspire those that what's more important, a football game, a basketball game, or, or a party, or a movie, or a get-together, or this. I say this, because you're not going to have none of that pretty soon. So I say wake up, and uh, God bless our republic. Amen. Today, I saw a real quick video of uh, Davos, which is a, to me is a bunch of Luciferians over there, but Asian woman was asking everybody in the crowd, who all has electric car out of uh, a full packed house of people? Um, four people raised their hand, which I thought was kind of silly because that's what they're trying to get us to do is to go all green, all electric. Anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> isn't that silly, the electric idea? Isn't that silly, though? You know, go this green idea. Isn't it just totally insane? Uh, I mean, imagine everybody coming home from work at 5 o'clock and plugging in their electric cars. The power grid wouldn't be able to handle it. Our country is not ready for this technology at this point. It, who knows? It could take another 20 years. Uh, of course, Tesla's involved in this and that out there, but Joe said it. Our power grid cannot handle it. And who's actually making all these cars and everything else now? You know, the whole country runs on oil, coal, and, and other sources of energy. What do they think? They're just going to flip everything? Unless they're uh, getting ready for free energy. We all know what that's about. But, um, yeah, our country's not ready for it. Our country's not even ready to uh, manage itself these days because of the corruption. I think we need to get back to justice.
back to our republic for the United States of America. That's what we need back first before we do anything else. But anyways, I yield the that. I just wanted to say that to the American people in the world tonight. Look, all of us are frustrated. I can hear it in everybody's voices. You know, we're, it's to the point where, look, this show is going to be obviously archived and documented, and it's going to be put up on various websites and whatnot. And, but the thing of it is, is, we can shout and stomp our feet all day long. And if it's just us out there that, you know, look, which I'm sure it's not, because there's a lot of good people out there. What it is, is everybody's doing their own individual thing. We have to stop that. We have to, it doesn't have to mean you have to come over here. You can't have all chiefs. You got to have some Indians, you know? <laughs> you just, everybody's got to have to work together here. And we're going to all have to spread the message and the word. That's how the, the first re, uh, republic back in 2008 kicked off. And they were ready for the message because everyone was frustrated when Obama got elected. You know, but that same frustration now is here with Biden, you know, and we got relaxed when Trump was in there. You know, listen, we have got to get that fire back and that inspiration back and that, that, that those assemblies back across the country. And and it's not hopeless. Don't fear these people. There's nothing to fear. There's no deals with the devil. You know, they're, they're nothing. You know, if you know the law, you know what's going on. There's no reason why you have to fear these people. They're not going to come kick down your front door and drag you away. Don't worry. Okay? Everything's going to be okay. We're all law-abiding citizens here. We're not preaching nothing that's, that's out of the ordinary. We're just obeying the law and the Constitution. And that's our duty. And that's our right, and that's our privilege, and that is what we're supposed to be doing. That's the oath that we are all born to take. So then whether you're in the military or not. So I know I get a lot of people that listen to and that are involved in the military, and a lot of them listen and they can't call in because they're probably listening from the base or Fort Hood or whatnot, and I understand that, and I appreciate that. It's time, America. Time to stand. All right, Next then. Tuesday. Well, we'll wrap it up with Ronald Reagan right here, okay? Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement, and this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement, and it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we are retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know... And do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. 
Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price they will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn their spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Explain to you real quick about this uh, H.R. 666. Okay. This is something that Congress there in D.C. had been sitting on 